Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. My name is Helen. I'm Mel. And I'm Janet. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Today, we are going to spice things up a bit, and I am going to play Cupid. As y'all know, our lovely Mel and Janet are the single ladies of the group, and in the spirit of the holidays coming up, I decided to set them up on a blind holiday with people that they've mentioned in passing, whether it's comments like, ooh, he's cute, or ooh, he's such a good dancer, or ooh, you can fill in the blanks. They've never talked to or met these people before, and this will be the first time. This is also just for fun, so no pressure on whether or not this holiday will work out. So today we are going to hear from our lovely Janet and YouTube and TikTok extraordinaire Jeffrey Chang, aka Jeffrey Fever. So grab a drink, sit back, and enjoy this holiday. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you too. Uh, maybe we start with introductions, I guess. Sure. It's so weird because I, I feel like I, I'm used to introducing myself in person. I haven't had like a, a, a an online uh, meeting somebody new for, for the longest time during this whole quarantine oh. season. So nice to meet you. I'm, I'm Jeffrey. Um, I'm from Montreal, Canada. Um, and uh, it's funny because I this week I was just I was taking a break from work and uh you know, I, I got this email of, of this little meetup and uh, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, kind of st- uh, stressful because I was like, I'm not meeting anybody. So I guess you're, the, you're, you're the, the first person I'm really like going to to meet as a new person. Oh. So it's really nice to meet you. Oh, well, I am honored. Thank you. So I guess I'm your first like virtual quarantine date. <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, so I I am Janet, and um, the team that contacted you would be Helen and Mel, who are my co-hosts for a podcast called Asian Boss Girl. And um, yeah, we uh, we're a podcast that is targeted for the Asian American woman, and uh, we live in Los Angeles, so I'm based in downtown, um, and used to work full time as a user experience designer um, in technology, and then was doing this project on the side, um, and since quarantine started we've kind of uh trying out doing this full time so i'm kind of new to the world of i guess like podcasting and then we're also starting to do stuff in youtube and whatnot so and i know that that is more of your space right so <laughs> <laughs> sure i mean I'm, I'm i'm very active on social media um which is uh yeah it, i mean that's one of the reasons i'm taking a break it's like oh my gosh i've had this is like my first break this whole year uh, I haven't yeah. I've taken a day off because I was on the road, but that's awesome. I, I, I was reading up on Asian uh, Boss Girl. I was just reading the bio of it and I love what you guys are doing and just like spreading awareness and, and, and giving a voice to the community. Uh, and and I, I was so curious. I was I, I was going to ask you, I was like, how, how did this come about? You're telling me you're, you're, you had a different job before hopping on this on, on, on social media. So what kind of made you hop onto onto this kind of this new world, this new endeavor? Yeah. Um, so I actually went to college with um, Phil uh, and Wes from Wong Fu Productions. And so the three of us kind of met through them. But um, basically, you know, Helen, Mel and myself work in or we did work in kind of more corporate, uh, traditional kind of nine to five jobs in finance, technology and media. Uh, but we have a lot of friends in L.A. that work in the new media and YouTube space. Um, so it was kind of like just socially, we would hang out with them a lot and, um, we just would chat and they're like, you guys should record this. And we're like, yeah, sure. Okay. And they're like, no, seriously, you should, you know, um, uh, like try this out. And so it was a little bit of like, almost like a a half joke. And then, um, and then an actual, like, 
okay, let's try this uh, desire to kind of do something creative outside of work. Right. Um, and, and then, yeah, and that's kind of how that happened. Um, and my background, I actually, I've worked in a bunch of different, like I've done a lot of career jumping. So for me, this is kind of like the concept of kind of going into something new is not necessarily new, but this mm. world of digital media stuff is is very new. Um, so. Right. Do you feel like it, it, the, the, the pressure of social media compared to your other jobs ha has any different or was it something that you're like you know you're so used to, to kind of changing uh different different avenues that you're like okay this is just something that i'm used to and i've, I've built up a lot of of, uh, of a thicker skin to, to face this yeah. i think the thing that changing a lot of different jobs helps with is it builds up a tolerance for like uncertainty mm. i guess just basically being comfortable with being uncomfortable mm. I guess, is the one thing that it's helped with um it's also really different because this is the first time i'm doing something where we're kind of like our own bosses so to say right. you know? so that's been interesting and we're also friends so there's definitely that component that um trying to you know, like foster a really good relationship and, and still care about each other as friends, um, but then also be able to like work with each other productively and then also trying to do that during quarantine when we can't really like right. see each other and go out too much. Um, but it's yeah. been it's been a really awesome experience so far. Um, I don't. Yeah. How have you been holding up in quarantine? Like real talk, quarantine. though. Real talk. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, well, uh, it started in March, right? Was it the same thing? Well, so you're in Los Angeles. I'm I'm on yeah. the East Coast. So. Uh, mm. I feel like I guess it just started at the same time, right? Where you was everything on pause starting in March or yeah, a little yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay, so for we're about on the same on the same timeline. Mm -hmm. it, it was fine. Uh, you know this. You know I, I'm I would say I'm kind of like you. I've been in, in a way jumping from one art form to the other. You know I'm gonna make this a longer story to to jump back into into yeah. the whole quarantine thing is that I, I grew up uh, ballroom dancing. So uh, for, oh, for 10 awesome. years, yeah, I, 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 um, I was a competitive ballroom dancer. I would compete uh, across America. In the middle of my teens, I hopped onto YouTube and I started making these uh, personality videos and I would share a lot of my, about my life. And in the last uh, three years, I decided to kind of retire all of that and hop into music. The first two years of that, it was difficult. I think, uh, it, you know, hopping into any new endeavors, you're, you're faced with a lot of challenges that you don't expect. Um, at the time, I, I was really naive about everything. And so this year, uh, I, I discovered TikTok and TikTok has, you know, has taken over my life. What was fun about that is that uh, it, throughout my whole career, I've always just focused on one art form at a time. And one of the the things that I found so difficult is that uh, I always wanted to pursue everything. I always wanted to, mm. to sing and dance and be a personality. But for some reason, every art form in terms of my, my schedule only allowed me to focus on one. So this year on TikTok, it allowed me for the first time in my whole life to really express all of these art forms. And so it really kept me busy. I mean, I started in, in December of last year and I posted every day and I had this schedule happening. I had so much fun learning new things. I think um, my, my mentality with all this was, you know, TikTok is a new platform with, with a lot of younger crowd, right? You know, yeah. the stereotype is, oh, these are just for teenagers. You know, in my mind already, I was like, I feel like this quarantine thing is going to last a minute. In my heart, I was like, oh, maybe it might last a month or two. But in, in, in a weird way, I was hoping that it lasts uh, not in a cynical way, but just because I felt like it would allow me to really focus and hone in on mm -hmm. what I, I, I want to work on right now. And it, it kind of the fact that the world was on pause allowed me to not focus on, oh, my gosh, I'm missing out on opportunities. I should yeah, be doing yeah. all this, these different things. Uh, it kept me really busy. I will say, I think in the last month, uh, I've been I think it's the seasonal change. Uh, it. it I feel like the, the pressure has been getting to me. I think oh. I, I've been wanting to explore more, travel more. I think this just summer just ended and yeah. uh, all the plans of like traveling. Uh, initially, I was like, well, I'm saving all this money. It's fine. Um, yeah. But now <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I need to go out. I need to explore. And where I'm at right now in Montreal, we're having this second lockdown where oh. we can't go out for the for the next month. And they say it's, it's going to last a month. But really we don't know how long that's that's gonna last me mm -hmm. they'll just extend the date again it, it's a little bit uh more strict uh now and it, it has been in the last two weeks and so you know i feel very limited in in my ways of just taking a break in yeah. general you know what i mean so 
all in all, it's been good. I think right now there's a there's a seasonal change. I think it's a lot of self-reflection. I'm, I'm in this mm. phase right now because I think, you know, me being on social media for the last 11 months full time on the daily, just, yeah, I've, yeah, I've reached a point where I started to compare myself and I feel mm-hmm. the, la- the lack of social um, interactions have put me in this space of like, okay, it's me against everybody that is on these social media platforms, which really is not the case. Mm-hmm. It's just, I should be embracing, uh, you know, what, what my art forms are. It's been okay for the most part. Uh, it's been great. I think right now, I, I, it's funny because in the last, I've taken a break for four days now off of social media. I'm still working on my music behind the scenes and that's been, that's been really exciting. So I, I feel like the pressure came from social media and behind the scenes, me working on different projects that people have no idea that it's happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm balancing all of these art forms that, you know, for one man to handle, it just, I felt like I wasn't being very forgiving because I was rushing the process. I wanted mm-hmm. to show it all. And so I'm in, the, I'm in a time where it's like, okay, I just need to, to re- rebalance my priorities. It's been good in the last few days. It's funny you catch me at this time because like mm-hmm. I was super confident in the last, uh, you know, throughout the whole year. Um, mm-hmm. And just in the last two, three days, I was like, oh, wow, I, I need to take a moment to really, yeah. to really think about my priorities. Those experiences are like always challenging but I think ultimately it's a good thing right like I mean maybe it's hard to feel that in the moment when you're experiencing it Um, absolutely the interesting challenge is like when you meet success and then you want to be able to like ride the wave of of all the changes right absolutely you know the funny thing is uh, I'm a very introspective person I I love to self-reflect I'm very self-aware of every little thing and that's I think my one of the things I've had trouble with is like as I'm looking to open up to my friends and family I literally say everything and th- and I'm very self-aware of everything so I think the downside of it is just like I know exactly what they're gonna say and I think oh, that's the that's the that's the funny part about opening up is that because I know what they're they're gonna say it's it's it, now it comes to a point where it's like am I ready to listen to hear it. exactly yeah, so yeah. so that's been a, a an interesting to to kind of uh, go through. And also, I've gone through a lot of injuries this year. I've been dancing a lot on TikTok. So it's like, I got a neck injury and I got a back oh, injury. Man. So yeah, I'm, but it's it's been good. I think the the last few days of taking a little time off, it's like, oh, okay. Like, I, I'm enjoying this more than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. But how, how about you? Do you feel like... Um, you hopping on social media, you did you feel that when you worked in, in the corporate world? Or do you feel mm-hmm. like the, a, there's a different type of pressure now that you have an audience? Yeah, tell me about yeah. it. Yeah, um, so I think what's interesting is because I had a lot of friends that were in that space, like when I was not in this space, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I saw, I saw it kind of from like a third person's perspective where I could see the pressure on them and I could see the effects. Um, and I think for me, because I am, I'm a, a little older, right? So coming into this, I think as an older person where I've already feel like I've developed like a stronger sense of self, like when, if there are negative comments or things that in terms of comparison, I think it's human for sure. And I will have those moments, but for the most part, I don't put as much weight or value or I don't feel as phased by it. And knock on wood, maybe that's just because I haven't had a bad experience right. yet. I mean, actually, now that I'm like reflecting, I think that when I first went into this, it's challenging. I think with any type of work that you do, you kind of look at metrics in some way, right? So Uh you want to be able to like what is define what is like successful, what is, you know, maybe not as much and and how to like grow. So I think within social media, it's very easy for it to suddenly be tied to like very toxic things. But for me, because with Asian Boss Roll, what's really unique is that we are a podcast, but we also do all these different things like we're, you know, um, very active on social. We also do like in-person events. And when we took the time to really just like focus on what our main goal is, and if that is to help people who are listening, and if I just focused on that, Mm -hmm. and I could feel that I would just look at like my week to week and like, am I doing, did I do something at least two to three things this week where I felt like I enjoyed it and it was challenging and I feel accomplished. If I kind of on the short term and then longer term of the, like the mission if I'm hitting it then it became a lot easier to like not care about the other things or not be as phased by it. Mm. I think we're we're in a time where 
Asian Americans are, are being more in the media, but we, we still, in my opinion, I still want more voices to be heard. And I feel like that's what you guys yeah. are doing. And I love that. Do you feel like after reading some of the feedback that you've gotten from your audience, you, you've, your perspective have, have changed uh, in, in a different way? Do you feel more, I guess, purposeful or mm. empowered by, by what you've gotten as, as feedback? Yeah, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, when we started this, I was like, oh, I just I like having conversations. I would love to just talk, you know, amongst ourselves and then publish it and see if like anyone would, you know, uh, be entertained by it, I guess. Mm. The messages that we were getting that were about like and they're like paragraphs long of people wow. just saying and yeah, they they feel so inclined to like just share their story. And so when I started to realize that, like, yes, it's fun and it's entertaining and we talk about, you know, like poops and periods and things like that. But we also have episodes where we talk about culture. We talk about the uh, the challenge of transitioning and looking for your identity and your career and all these things in your young adulthood. Um, and people write in in those times of transition and they're like, hey, I had a really dark week and listening to your guys' episode made me feel not alone. Mm. To me, I've always had, I think in terms of searching for my own life purpose or career direction, the ability to help alleviate suffering from people is like a really, really big thing um, that I did not expect this would help do. Mm, (laughs) And it's even more compelling when we do like meetups and people come up to you in person. So that's been incredibly amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. So tell me, if you don't mind me asking, the the types of jobs that you've switch from is it do they all look the same do they are are they you know is one connected to the other or you know what and what made you switch was it just um you know your upbringing i know this is me generalizing maybe in in the asian community or the asian culture we're very much expected to 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 follow a certain route uh if i may say like that did you feel any of that while in your during your upbringing you you were born in born and raised in california correct yeah yes no that's uh another very good question (laughs) um yeah, so I'm I'm Chinese American. My parents were um, their generation. They were born in Taiwan, but my grandparents are from China. Okay. And so my mom and my dad came here uh, both for I think like in their late twenty mid mid twenties, like for graduate school, and they met here kind of through mutual friends in in California who were Chinese. They always said that they were very liberal and kind of like progressive and the idea of like a tiger parent they would call out and be like we're not like those parents we want you to do whatever whatever makes you happy whatever you want but the thing is they are still raised with those values right so I got very and this is only in hindsight like in the last five years I started to realize that even though they were telling me I could do whatever I want and and kind of embracing Americanized uh, and like western ways of thinking they in their upbringing and in their values still are very, very um, Chinese. So that means that at the dinner table, you know, like if they're talking about things that they value, they show so much respect for, oh, so-and-so's kid went into this college or like, oh, this profession is really, you know, but then they tell me directly, oh, you should do whatever you want. But then it's like when they praise people or the things that they value, you know, are still reflective of kind of very traditional um the traditional alignment. So mm. I think I grew up like thinking that I could do whatever I wanted, but still also valuing those very traditional aspects of security and, you know, like looking for something that is in getting a stable job. And also like my dad's an engineer. So there was always the focus on things that were more like quantitative, you know? Right. So I think I definitely was influenced by that, but I also inside always knew like, I do love creative work and I do want to help people. And those are the two things that like are just innately within me that I don't know why. (laughs) Um, So I my first job out of college was still kind of on the traditional sense. I studied math and economics and went and worked at a big four company. But like pretty much by week two, like hated, hated it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So miserable. So this is this is a a, a, the program that you you decided to choose is is something that was from you 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 didn't feel no pressure from any type yeah. of tradition so yeah so you you went that route and you hated it within two weeks yeah, yeah. <laughs> got it well the thing is it's like i i had the freedom to choose it but i was still like i think i still care a lot about what my parents think and it was interesting is my sister is like so raised in the same household right mm-hmm. but she i think kind of was less like receptive to i think that right. way of thinking or she just felt more always from a younger age i think like mm-hmm. confident in is that your younger sister she wanted to do. yeah 
Okay, yeah, got so, it, got it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I was very susceptible to that way of thinking of, you know, you should still do something that is like more like stable and 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 that kind of a thing. So right. that was the direction I went into. And I, I still remember like going into the office and being like, this is what I worked for to come here and sit and stare at this mm. wall. <laughs> <laughs> so you endured it. I mean, you, 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 I endured it. Yeah. Okay. So you kept, you kept through the, the studies. Yeah. I endured it for about two, two and a half years at that job. Um, and then I knew I wanted to leave, but I, I think it was more of a question. I just didn't know what else to do. And the thing that kind of like initiated a change was actually a guy that I started dating <laughs> who um, was a graphic designer and a self-taught graphic designer and like moved across the country to uh, come to San Francisco and basically like start his own kind of like freelance type business. And I was just really inspired by that. Um, And we got to know each other quite well. And he also saw how unhappy I was. He Mm -hmm. pushed a lot in terms of wanting to show me like there are other ways of existing in the world. There's other Mm -hmm. career paths that you can do. Um, so that was kind of the first initial change, but yeah, I don't know. Have you ever had a person that you dated, like really impact your life direction? Um, yeah, mm, that's a good question. I'm thinking, <laughs> uh, first of all, I haven't dated that many girls. I've had one girlfriend. So my, my thing is that I was just thinking about this the other day. Uh, cause some, some of my friends are always questioning like, Jeffrey, why are you not, why are you not dating? Why are you not? Uh, you know, looking for a girlfriend. And I was just, you know, questioning that because I think uh, my friend was asking me, you know, with your social media presence, how come how come you're not phased by all the, the attention mm-hmm. that you're getting? And I was like, you know, let me think about it. And for me, so I grew up with, a, with an older sister and, and I started ballroom dancing when I was eight years old. Uh, at that time, I, I, I guess I realized that I, ju- I was just around elderly people mostly. It, when it came to, mm-hmm. to being in the studio, it was just a lot of elderly people that we're in a relationship. A lot of them retired. And this was a, a side hobby. And I always saw romance as something that I have nothing to worry, worry about. It's something that I mm. felt like it's going to come when it's it's going to come. And and then the other thing was uh, I grew up with a lot of girls. It's just dancing. It's just you're just around very, very pretty girls. Yeah. And I think I, I as I'm growing up, I, I realized that I it's not about the external anymore I really really mm-hmm. want to have somebody that I can connect with internally and so and right now I'm focused on on just my career and so uh, I always felt like once I'm going to meet her I'm going to feel it and so I don't chase it I just um, I'm going to live my life and, and personally I feel like eventually one day I'm going to connect and it's not that I, I close it off it's it's mm-hmm. just I wait for the right moment I wait that I'm ready for it as well but in terms of relationships I had uh let me see I feel like personally I've I've always wanted to be in the arts I will say I've met this girl three years ago that was an entrepreneur and I was an artist for the longest time and the way we would communicate is is she would uh picture me with uh, or, or in terms of our conversation, it would be like, oh, you're you're talented at this, but you could do so much more on the side in terms mm. of, of business and entrepreneurship. And I think during that relationship, it made me want to impress her. And so I did a lot of my research on entrepreneurship. So I st- started studying. Um, who did I study? I, I started studying Jeff Bezos, uh, Jack mm. Ma, a lot of the you know, this, this, the, the founders of, of the biggest companies in the world. Um, and so I think uh, in the last few years, um, I found an interest for that. But I also understand that entrepreneurship, it's a timing thing for me. And I, I, I love to study it and understand the business side of it behind the scenes. But I don't think I'm, uh, well, in a way, I, you know, managing everything that I do, I think uh, it, it comes with the territory. But uh, I think meeting her made me open up to it even more and, and kind of imagine yeah. make me imagine myself in a meeting and pitching an idea and with that I made a whole business plan I think I had like a I mean like a 27 page business plan but I was the product <laughs> you know what I mean I wasn't ah. pitching a product I was like okay I'm I'm the artist I'm the product here's what I can do and I had this whole plan um and looking back at it I'm like eh, I don't know if I'm that imp- impressive as a product but um it really it taught me a lot (laughs) so yeah i think being an artist has or or pursuing arts has has always been a part of me i think uh the business side of thing i I started to see the larger uh idea behind it Hi, 
everyone, it's Janet here. If you're an OG listener, you know that Skillshare is a longtime sponsor of Asian Boss Girl, and they're a sponsor of today's episode as well. For any newcomers out there, Skillshare is an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey. They offer thousands of classes on topics including illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and more. We know that a lot of our listeners are balancing heavy work and or school schedules and will appreciate that most of their classes are under 60 minutes with short lessons to fit any schedule. I really love that they promote this idea of lifelong learning, and their classes are made for real working creatives, from beginners to pros, from dabblers to masters. They have classes like Introduction to Social Media Strategy and Bookkeeping for Freelancers. There's even a class on productivity with Evernote, which is something I'm interested in as a fairly new regular user of the program. Skillshare is also more affordable than pricey in-person classes and workshops with an annual subscription that's less than $10 a month. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com ABG10, and the first 1,000 people to use our link will get a free trial of Skillshare Premium Membership. Again, the first 1,000 people to use our link will get a free trial of Skillshare Premium Membership. Head to Skillshare.com ABG10. If you're someone who needs to put together thoughtful presentations, publications, magazines, and more, this one is for you. You live to create, but you don't live to worry about the last nitpicky details involved in putting final touches on your content. So do what you do best, which is create, and let Issue handle the rest. Issue is the all-in-one platform that will transform your files into powerful content. You can instantly upload, enhance, convert, and distribute eye-catching content in just a few minutes. Simply upload your PDFs, images, and text, and Issue will transform them using your vision and customizable templates to create the content you want. With Issue, you create it once and you can distribute it everywhere, including social platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and more. And you can start using Issue for free. They also offer premium features that give you an even more customized experience if you'd like. Get started with Issue today for free, or if you sign up for a premium account, you'll get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code ABG. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast and use promo code ABG at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code ABG. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swathers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. So do you feel like you finally reached a point where you know what you want to do in the upcoming years? Um, honestly, I think I'm probably going to be someone who just perhaps goes through different phases mm. and changes. And that's something that um, I've learned to kind of accept because I, I think we're taught to like pursue a career like that. It's one thing, right? right. And, so, and yeah. yeah. And I think that if you look at our generation, it's pretty common that a lot of people do switch around. And I think there have been articles written about how our generation will be the one that has like two, sometimes three careers. And for myself personally, like I'm working on Asian Boss Girl right now, but who knows in a couple of years, if that mm. means that I will go back to user experience design and maybe split my time again or work on something else. But I think what's important to me is like I've learned better about like what are the contexts that I work best in. The past jobs that I had, there's probably a way that I could have been happy in those settings. Like it wasn't so much the work itself, but maybe it's like understanding the people I was around or the values that were there or maybe the hours and then knowing kind of like what type of work drives me. So like you're saying, you might be interested in business, but perhaps you don't like if your day to day was actually managing the business, you might not be happy, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. I guess like I'm I'm also someone who I get kind of bored easily. Oh, same. <laughs> same. Yeah. So I feel like I'll do something. I notice that like every two or three years into a new thing once. And it's not that I master it by any means. Mm. But once I get to a place where I kind of like feel that I have a sense of that industry or that space, right. 
I'm kind of like, okay, now I kind of want to like learn about something else or do something right. else. So. How do you navigate that? Do you have, I mean, in terms of like your entourage, do you feel a, a little bit of pressure whenever you, you switch endeavors? Do yeah. you get a lot of uh, resistance? Or, yeah. yeah. Well, in the beginning, uh, when I was younger, I think also because a lot of my closer like high school girlfriends, um, their parents uh, immigrated here from other countries. So mm. We all kind of try to succeed in school and you go into like one of a handful of professions, right? So all of them have gotten like they're like lawyers and PhD and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, ha- are all on their like second kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so and I'm kind of like the one oddball that kind of, you know, did did other things. And I think that in the beginning, I felt the like otherness a lot. Right. But I think because now I've weathered a couple of changes and people have seen me go through the change and of course, go through some not so great fun times, but also that I always always kind of come out to a thing and that right. I always like eventually land somewhere on my feet. So now that they have the confidence and I mean, cause mostly they were just, they are just concerned about my well-being, Right. So, yeah. so the moment that they understand, okay, so you, you, you like to do a lot of different things, but if, as long as you like are able to take care of yourself and you're okay, yeah. then, then that's okay. So yeah. yeah, but it took a lot of time to get here. So. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's what happens a lot when you, when you first start when, and, and you have these conversation with your peers is, is they have an idea of what their lives want to be. And in the same manner, a lot of my friends, they know what they want to be in the future. And mm. I, in, in the same way, I, I love bouncing from one thing to the other. And I was having this conversation with my friend the other day. He's like, I now know that whatever you pursue, you'll be fine because I, you've, yeah. you have a history of time and time again showing that you'll find your way. And so yeah. that's awesome. I think it's, it's funny. We have so many similarities in, in that regard. I think that, you know, we're approaching a time where, you're right, there's a lot of, of, of people that, are looking for quote unquote happiness or, or a purpose, and they're they're questioning, especially during this quarantine uh, period. A lot of people are questioning if they were happy this whole time, or they just they were just following the currents of whatever their lives had brought them to. Do you feel like quarantine has made things more clear, or did it make mm. you? second guess a bit more I, I know that there's you know there's words around where it's like oh we're approaching a time where it's like a lot of people are stressed out and, and questioning you know where where they want to go after all of this or some people enjoy it some people enjoy the quarantine life i think it's actually net been positive like there's obviously you know good and bad but i'm also some i'm like quite an introverted and introspective person so yeah same with me like when this started i was like oh my god this is actually kind of amazing <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> And I and I did also because we went into Asian Boss Girl full time, like when quarantine happened. And I often think that if the world had continued as it did, I would have had a harder time adjusting mm. to like working from home and working for ourselves because of the like FOMO or like just feeling like you're you're so drastically different than everyone else's life. Right. Like, am I doing this right? Right. But the fact that everyone now suddenly had to be at home and you can't really be looking into other people's lives and how they're how they're doing their thing. I think it really did actually benefit us in the long run in terms of being able to make the transition smoother. I'm also like a very a high empathy person. And so I think with all of the stuff that's been happening in the US and California specifically, and I'm in downtown, so a lot of like the riots and um, mm. some of the like protests, every time that there was a thing that happened, I had like a week of, I just felt like, oh, like so heavy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I've been on this like emotional kind of like roller coaster, if you will. Yeah. Um, and it's made me reflect a lot on the world and then also on myself um, and on mm. the group of people around me. I still I still think it will all be positive eventually, but yeah. we're in the middle of still lots of change. And especially yeah. for the US, like 2021 is, everyone keeps saying, oh, can 2020 be over? I'm like, look ahead at 2021. Well, yeah. I think it's going to continue to be pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, the, the year is not going to determine anything unless we fix this yeah. as soon as possible as, as a community yeah no i totally i totally feel you do you are, are you uh, alone downtown you or is your family in your close proximity so they are based in orange county which is okay. like an hour um a little over an hour south so i used to see them every week but now because of you know covid okay. stuff um i try to limit it to like 
once or twice a month that I visit my parents. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's a good it's a good enough distance. Right. So that like I'm I'm quite close with my family. Mm-hmm. Um but we're not phone and texting people, so I've always make it a prior like our face to face interactions is kind of how we maintain our right. relationship. So you say you're more an introverted person. So you live alone downtown. Yeah. Has that been good yeah. for you? has it has it been this the, the case for, for a long time? How long you've been uh, downtown for? I've been in downtown for like three to four years now. Um, oh, or at it. least yeah. in in this condo um i before that i was in another another place but yeah i more or less have lived alone uh for oh my god a, a lot of years now <laughs> oh yeah so yeah yeah so i'm, I'm accustomed to kind of i mean i've had periods where i'll like sublease um and and, and whatnot but um yeah. Interesting. So, did you have a roommate phase? I did. My gosh, when was my last roommate phase? Was it horrible? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Wasn't I think I bad. just, um, most of my roommate, like out, outside of college, most of my roommate experiences have been very like practical. Like Good, we, yeah. maybe it wasn't someone that I knew and it was just kind of like we needed to share space. Mm. How about you? Uh, I had a roommate phase. So in 2014, I, I moved to Los Angeles for mm. the first time. Wow, it seems so blurry to me, but I've lived with some roommates that I think the the thing is that we were all kind of chasing a dream and ego mm-hmm. came in the way and we were all like trying to one up each other. Things things happen when we're independent and we were all trying to, to succeed. Even if, if yeah. a friend succeeds more than you and you're still in your position, there's a, uh, there's a, some type of resentment that that might happen, which I see a lot in this field. But uh, I moved to, to Los Angeles in 2014 and I, I did some back and forth between Las Vegas and, and LA. Um, so oh. from 2014 to I would say 2017, I would go from LA to Vegas to back home in Montreal. Uh, so when I would travel to to LA and Vegas, it, it would mainly be for chasing the dream, going to, to LA and, and and taking some meetings and and seeing where where that may take me. Uh, but it wasn't until uh, three years ago when I when I switched to music really that I came back home uh, to to live with my parents. Yeah, so it's been three years now. We 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 moved uh, house last year. Uh, to this nice little condo in a city uh, like right next to where we used to live and um, I feel like I'm approaching a point where like by 2021 hopefully like god permits there's a vaccine or something Uh, but I'd really love to travel uh, a lot next year and really kind of be independent Uh, I was gonna ask you so your both of your parents are are from Taiwan Mm -hmm. Uh, your your grandparents on both sides are from China Mm -hmm. oh god do you speak the language or uh, do you feel like you're you're, <laughs> you're Americanized? Or? Um, so actually, my first language was Mandarin. I didn't know okay. English, and I, I learned English. But then it flipped. So I now I would say I understand like eighty percent of the language, but my speaking is pretty horrible. I sound like a total idiot. <laughs> <laughs> do you connect with the culture so, at all? Do you feel like it, it, it's something that you want to go back to and like learn? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely I have a lot of regrets of not um putting more energy and time into into the language because I would love like for my children to mm. um to know how to speak it and I think it's really challenging if the parent doesn't, you know, speak it. So it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I always had trouble learning the language. Well, in Montreal, we the the first language that I learned to speak was Cantonese and French. Uh, my mom, mm. I didn't tell you about my background, but my mom is from Southern Africa on the island of Madagascar. Oh wow! Which was uh, colonized by the French, and so she, you know I grew and, and Montreal is a French city, so I grew up uh, being around family members that spoke French, and so growing up I just spoke Cantonese and French. My dad doesn't speak French; he's from mm. Hong Kong. It could be my 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 friend group as well, where I was more immersed into the canadian french culture and so growing up i uh i would speak french more and when it came to speaking chinese i think uh the the grammar was so different that i kind of lost track of it i'm in a period right now where now i want to learn it now i really want to be immersed in it so you know one of my goals next year and i was talking to a friend about i was like i would love to stay in taiwan for a few months Mm -hmm. and and really practice my my mandarin because i took a year a year and a half uh, of classes uh, a few years ago, and uh, it's so difficult when you're not around yeah. the pe- the people that speak it um, on a daily basis. 
So yeah, totally. Yeah. So, but hopefully, we'll see、mm-hmm. next year if life allows it. I'd love to just go in different countries and and be immersed in a different culture and see see where that takes me. Yeah. So Taiwan is one of the top on your list. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, I I don't know what it is. I think uh. So two years ago, I went to uh. I I went on this. Cruise in Japan. Oh, and then and then afterwards we flew to Taiwan, and I had never heard of Taiwan before. Like I knew of it,、mm. uh, but in terms of the culture, I never heard much about it.、Um, I would mainly hear about Japan and their culture and、uh, mm. South Korea, Taiwan. I didn't, I didn't hear much about it, and but when I went there, I was like, wow, like this is really cool. It's, it's a it's a beautiful. Beautiful country. I, I felt like I anywhere that I was, I could just lose myself there and, and navigate、mm-hmm. on my own and not be scared. Yeah, so definitely a place that I, I'd love to visit. And also, I think that with with my career,、um, the idea of going to Asia and understanding the roots of it all it brings me a lot of curiosity. You know, because I I think、um, when I started being an artist, I I was a little stubborn and. The idea of like I'm gonna make it in Hollywood, I'm gonna make it here,、mm. and I've traveled enough to Los Angeles and to to realize that oh wow, like life in this industry is a little different than than what you would see on TV. So、um, it wasn't until I I really went to Asia that I was like wow, there's there's something that I resonate with、uh, over、mm. there. Have you have you ever been to to Taiwan? Yeah,、um, only two to three times.、Um, the first time I went, I think well I've. Two very different trips because one was with my parents.、Uh, with my family, we went back because my dad and my mom wanted to show my sister and、um, I like where they grew up and you know like where like their old school and everything. And Taiwan、mm-hmm. is like a pretty small island,、mm-hmm. so. <laughs>、um, but yeah, I mean, before that, I I don't know why. I think I just always grew up feeling like I knew conceptually my parents are from Taiwan and my grandparents are from China, but I had no concept of how different those places are. Right. Um, and so I actually had I went to China first, my first trip to Asia, and with my sister and her Chinese class, which was a very interesting experience、oh. <laughs> because it was a Chinese class in Southern California, so it was like all white students, and her teacher was white. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So going back to a country where we look native, and with a group of all like white people, <laughs> essentially.、Yeah. Yeah, because at that point when we went back to China, my parents had actually never gone yet,、oh, so we were the first in our generation to go and kind of see and do all like the kind of touristy things. And of course, China is very different than Taiwan, and、mm-hmm. my parents I think are somewhat influenced by like Taiwanese culture and some of the demeanors、right. and 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 things like that. And then yeah, and then we went to Taiwan with my my parents in the same trip. Also, I'd gone to Shanghai, so it was like such a stark contrast to see. Like harsh city living,、yeah. and then you go to Taiwan. Everyone's like so polite. And, like, can I take your bag? Yeah. Like, Very different. Stuff,、so. Yeah, yeah. So when when you came back from that, did you ever feel like you 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 belonged in LA after、mm-hmm. going to a place like like China and Taiwan? Um, that's a good question. I don't like in terms of where do you feel like you belong? Yeah, I think identity wise, I feel like because growing up here, I never really questioned. I, I always felt like I was from here. Right, and I think once once you once I went into more communities or had a, a larger group of friends、uh, with time, and it was time to really hone in on my identity, I was like, oh wait, you know, you you come with a background that it's that it's very different from here, anyways, with with you know how your parents teach you. So I always、uh, try to figure out the similarities I have with my close friends from here, and then because、uh, none of my、uh, none of my friends. I went to none. I have maybe one, but most of my friends here are not Asian.、Mm. I, my friends are white, brown, black,、uh, the whole rainbow,、uh, but Asian. Surprisingly,、mm. uh, the, the 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 Asian part、uh, in my life is is more family.、Mm. And so, funny enough, when I went to Los Angeles,、uh, I have never seen so many Asian Americans、yeah. that spoke English. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, like. You know, I I feel connected to you guys, but it wasn't until like a few weeks being in Los Angeles and hanging out with new people that I was meeting that I was like, oh my gosh, I just don't feel like I fit in in a way.、Uh, yeah. I feel like I'm still very different, and and so I went back home and to compare, and I felt like it's I still don't feel like I fit in here. So、mm. I I think、um, I'm in this place where I had to accept that like, well, I'm a little bit of of all these cultures combined. Uh, and and、yeah. the the idea to find people that will entirely feel the same way、uh, might be very rare,、uh, yeah. and 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 find beauty in that. You know what I mean. So did you did you ever feel something similar to that? 
Oh, yeah. I grew up in Orange County, which is, like, all white people. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My high school was probably, like, I don't know, like, maybe 7% Asian. There were oh. probably, like, total of, like, 15 of us in this class of, like, 700. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, some of my closer friends were, like, Indian and um, also Asian, but actually not very many Chinese. And then, yeah, mostly I was around, like, white, Hispanic and uh, when I went to college, so the UC system in California is like, there's a lot of Asian people. <laughs> right. So that was my first like, kind of like culture shock going into okay. college and then suddenly being around a lot of Asian um, American people. I did, I grew up like in LA, there are parts that are, um, there's like a lot of Asian American people. But so I had like family, I had cousins that were there. And so on weekends, we would go and visit them and I would be kind of exposed to more Asian American culture. But they always viewed me as kind of like whitewashed, which right. is, I know it's like maybe not not a great term, but I... But I, I, I mean, so I, I totally yeah. relate. They called me a banana for a long time, white on the inside and yeah. on the outside, something like that. So totally, totally yeah. relate. So I definitely like... I think college was the first time I was around more like Asian American people mm. and actually learned how to distinguish. Like before that point, I really didn't know if you, you know, asked me if someone's Korean or Vietnamese mm. or Chinese, I didn't have the like sense to fully be able to recognize like aesthetically how that differs. And then it was only then and then now in LA, because I think of the the people that I'm around, I'm kind of in this more like Asian American community now, especially with like Asian boss girl. This whole experience has made me think more deeply about my identity as well, because I think that I have not really fit in to your point, like with any group specifically, mm. I've always not quite shared their experiences fully. But then it also means that you can relate to a lot of different people in a little way. Right. So, <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. Do you when you go back to Orange County, I'm assuming you still keep in touch with the, the the peers that you've you've grown up with. Yeah. Do you feel like you're kind of going between two worlds? Just I mean, it's just one hour away, which you know I had no idea yeah. that Orange County had not as many Asian people as in LA. I mean, certain parts of Orange County do, um, but the the, the area that I yeah. grew up, yeah, was mostly uh, was mostly white. Which strangely enough, though, all the people that I've kept in contact with are mostly like minorities so like indian right, american yeah. pakistani Same. um okay. yeah, yeah yeah my best friend's pakistani so. and the, so, oh. so in, in a way we I, I always questioned how come we connect so well um with with some of my friends that are from from different cultures really yeah it, it's funny i have i have conversations with people in la where it's like it's still very new to them at least one of my friends in la they, she grew up with a lot of, of asian people as well and yeah. uh it's it's fun to have different perspectives and, yeah. and have each and every one of these perspectives be be right and be have its own beautiful kind of lessons from and um yeah so that's that's really cool i, mm -hmm. I didn't know that everyone with the roller coaster ride of the election season finally ending the pent-up feelings of uncertainty and stress have definitely affected us but we feel super fortunate to have resources like talk therapy to help alleviate this stress BetterHelp is a professional counseling service available for clients worldwide they assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist with whom you can start communicating in, in under 48 hours personally i have at least one meeting a month with my BetterHelp counselor these video sessions really put my mind at ease and it's something i look forward to every month for me, I prefer video, but you can also message or call your counselors if these methods work better for you. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Visit BetterHelp.com ABG10. That's BetterHelp, and join 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. They have a special offer just for ABG listeners where you can get 10% off your first month. Try it out at BetterHelp.com ABG10. Avrani is a female-founded skincare brand pioneering Indian beauty for all women. Rani means queen in Hindi, and female empowerment is core to their mission. Their glow-activating exfoliator is made with turmeric, honey, and neem. I really love it. It dries faster than other masks, and I'm actually wearing it right now. They also have an eye-rejuvenating elixir made with sweet almond oil, rosehip seed, and avocado oil. Hydrating and lightweight. Go to avrani.com, that's spelled A-A-V-R-A-N-I.com, and use code ABG20 for 20% off your first order. Go check them out now because they sold out early in the holiday season last year. With the holidays coming up, gift a ritual set to someone you love and share the gift of glowing skin. Avrani gets the Asian Boss Girl seal of approval. Y'all know I'm a huge lounger and love being at home. This may be TMI, but one reason why I enjoy being at home is because I get to walk around in my underwear. 
Underwear for me isn't just something you wear every day. It's a fun way to express yourself and provide so much comfort when wearing the right pair. I want to introduce you all to Parade. It's a self-expression brand that makes creative basics, underwear that celebrates who we are today. Parade was launched just over a year ago, founded by CEO Cami Tellez, a 23-year-old first-generation Latina. All of Parade's underwear is made from sustainable fabrics and packaging, and they have all-inclusive sizing from XS to 3XL. My favorite thing about Parade underwear is the fun colors and designs. I can create such fun at home looks by matching my tops with some of their festive colored undies. Parade may be a young brand, but they have already sold over 500,000 pairs to date. To try your first pair of Parade underwear, go to yourparade.com ABG to use our code ABG to get 20% off. Check out the most sustainable $9 underwear on the planet and let's celebrate who you are today. What do you have planned for the rest of the year? Do you have anything that you're excited about with the change of... Oh, by the way, in, in, in LA, it's still warm, isn't it? Yeah. If you know, I'm like sweating right now. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> so it's, I think it's like 90 degrees. And then oh to maintain, to preserve the audio quality of this, I have my air turned off and everything shut uh... down. <laughs> so I'm like... <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's uh, LA has been having later and later summers. Oh, so it's it? been strange. Okay. Yeah. So we're in October now, but it literally feels like summer. That's um, so weird. So I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm ready for some fall weather. It gets cooler at night, but during the days, it's still like still super, really super warm. Um, but I'm actually, I'm very excited for the holidays. I think I generally, it's my favorite time of year. I like, yeah. like just the festive feeling mm. of things. Um, I don't know, man. It's 2020, but like we Something. said, a year is not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm also accustomed to like at least once or twice a year traveling. So um, not being able to do that, like our friend group here, we've been doing kind of small like road trips, just like yeah, okay. That's going, cool. going up to the Bay for a couple of days. Uh, we went to Palm Springs for a little bit. So maybe I think we're going to try to do something in December, maybe go to uh, to Big Bear or something and, and be around cool. just a different setting. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, the next holiday for you guys is what? It's, is it Thanksgiving? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What What do you do usually on Thanksgiving? Do you go back home? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I okay. I definitely see my parents and that's the plan. Yeah, I mean they're like an hour away, so usually around the holidays yeah. I'll do a combination of um you know go and and we just usually with my with my parents we just have dinner um and then mm-hmm. my sister she's usually her boyfriend's family is a lot more into the festivities of yeah. everything so she'll celebrate with them and then we'll kind of do a smaller family like right. dinner and then i will do usually something with friends but we're not sure with covid this year yeah. i think yeah a lot of things are gonna be last minute planning out like yeah, yeah me yeah. and my family we've been we've been trying to for for as often as we can just every weekend do something new this week we went on a hike last week we tried a new restaurant and so we've been trying to just keep our our head like fill our head with new things or new activities yeah. Yeah. What's what's the age difference between you and your your sister? Uh, two and a half years. Oh, okay, that's a yeah, that's a good messy. a good little gap. Do you feel like um you guys are the same in terms of like culture? You're saying how career wise you guys are, are, are a little different. Yeah. Um. I th- actually our personalities are quite different. Um. Yeah. A lot of people would say we are opposites in many ways, but I think our there's something in our core uh, that's very very like similar. Um, I, I think just being raised in the same household, but her, per- like, God, how do I describe? <laughs> is she in, is she in LA as well? With um, she she's in Orange okay. Orange County. Got it, got it. Yeah, I guess on like a surface level, like when we were growing up, she always had dyed hair and piercings and went oh, to like okay. punk rock shows. Always came back bruised from like what do you call that when you're like surfing the crowd of people? Oh, uh, uh, oh my god, crowd, crowd surfing, crowd surfing, crowd surfing. God. I think, yeah. <laughs> Yes, she once got so into a, a fight at a concert. So, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's growing up. I think if you saw her today, she's, you know, she's okay. a little more cleaned up. But um, uh, she's a bit yeah, more extrovert. I, what's interesting or... is that she was super shy. But I, but I oh, think, okay. I think innately she is more because um, when we go to like family gatherings, she is she's always talking to like everyone yeah. and, and kind of. Um, but when she was a child, she was like super shy, very, very quiet. Uh, I think to some degree, she's like probably still introverted, but more, I would say more extroverted than I am. Right. But we always had, I think it's like maybe the surface interest seemed like she was someone who was very like counterculture perhaps, and I'm Mm. more traditional. But then when you look at kind of perhaps our bigger life, like decisions, um, like I kind of moved away from home and always 
you know, like I went into kind of more traditional career, but then I was like constantly jumping mm-hmm. and changing versus she kind of stayed close to home and kind of doesn't like to push those types of boundaries and really likes security and really likes stability and tradition and family and has always right. been in a long-term relationship. Cool. <laughs> I always find it interesting that me and my older sister, like I, I constantly think about, you know, how we're able to connect so well, but at the same time, so many different levels. I'm like, ah, she doesn't get me. You know, my, my sister's um, two years older than me. So so right about the same thing as you and your, your, your sister. And I, I find it so interesting how in the idea of just being the older child and younger child, how even with the same parents, it, it can go left and right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I'm fascinated by how for an older child, because my sister always said I was spoiled, right? But I never felt yeah. spoiled. And I always question where that came from. And I feel like, you know, just in our situation, I think being the the only child for the first two years to suddenly having the attention split with Mm. me, uh, with my parents, and then the the teaching style was a bit more strict with my sister because it was the only child he wanted to to really do a good job and then when it came to me it's like okay <laughs> a bit more loose or you know she'll, they'll ask my sister to take care of so many things and she she kind of became quote-unquote a second mom to me and so there's that yeah. authority there that with time just just having just that situation years later you realize that oh my gosh that creates a lot of differences between mm. uh siblings so yeah yeah that's that's something that I, I always questioned for for me and my sister so i thought yeah i was just gonna curious about your situation <laughs> that's awesome how was uh how's your love life how's 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 that going oh god <laughs> <laughs> it's you know it is what it is i mean really right <laughs> i mean right now it's it's uh it's difficult are you are you looking yeah. are you looking for a relationship or is you're just yeah yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, I I'm at a stage in my life where I'm looking for a serious relationship. Mm. I would love to have a family and kids someday, and pretty much like I'm dating to meet a lifetime partner. Got it. And that is kind of challenging during of quarantine. Yeah. How was your last uh, so. your last few relationships? Where have have has it been a while or? Um, formal like actual relationship mm-hmm. it's been many years um but every couple of months there's like a person i kind of will try to date sure. and it will you know right. not really work out so <laughs> yeah it's hard i feel like I uh i mean right now it's difficult i i even for me i'm like i'm hesitant to embark on any deeper conversation mm. in fear of you know this this period if it's extended a year or two years it's, i know it will eat me up alive that I would have mm. to like long for somebody and have all these expectations and wanting to do more. Yeah. So I, I think even even for me, I'm like, I haven't dated in a long time. And I don't know if it's it's the season change as well. Like I'm mm. I'm yearning for something deeper. Uh, cause I think at the start of quarantine I had I don't know if you went through the same phase where you're you're connecting with all your friends and it's it's a lot of small talk and then the conversations just started to be a bit more plain and yeah. and now I'm looking for, you know, meeting people that kind of will stimulate my brain and be a source of motivation for the for the months to come. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a strange time right now, but we'll we'll see how things go. Um, but yeah. it's really good that you're you're able to meet up with your friends and and try go go different places. That's that sounds really exciting. I'd love to come come to LA, and you know, I I miss LA. I, just the, from the time I, I moved there to being back home, I haven't I haven't gone back in three years. And yeah, there's so many places. I'm like, oh, that's right. I ate food there. And I traveled <laughs> there. We'll see how how life takes us. Where life takes us. If you're ever out here, you can hit me up. I'll hit you up. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And where yeah. where's where are the other girls located? Are they all downtown? Um, Helen is also downtown. Okay. Mel is um, about 10 minutes out. Yeah. So, but we're all kind of relatively oh, in the same area. How did you guys so, meet? Yeah, we should all hang out. Um, so through, uh, I went to college with Phil. Just all Phil, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Who is uh, Helen's fiance. And right. Then, oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. yeah. 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 And then Mel is, uh, she interned for Wang Fu. Um, okay. So just kind of socially, we all met, I guess, through, mostly through, through Wang Fu. Through. Yeah. Got it. How, how come you kept so. in touch with Phil? Um, it's, 
Phil and Wes and our friend Eric, um, they're just a group that like even when I lived in other places, we would um, like once once a year, twice a year, either gather when I came back to Los Angeles mm-hmm. or we would take like international trips together. So Got it. yeah, it was just like a, yeah. a friend group that we've kind of always um, kind of kept in contact. So yeah, those guys are great. Yeah. They always some t- from 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 time to time send me a little a little nudge and, and see if I'm, I'm doing okay they're very <laughs> sweet i can't yeah well I'll definitely when next time i'm i'm in la i'll hit i'll hit you up i'll hit everybody up and see if we can yeah. we can meet up and hang out in person yeah fingers crossed yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah thanks so much jeffrey this is actually a really good conversation this yeah, was I really feel like dope. I had yeah this is fine well thank you for having me thank you for Thank you to the to the girls for for setting this up. This is really sweet. Awesome. awesome. Well, keep in yes, touch definitely. and let me know yes. if you uh, if you ever if you come to Montreal. I'll, I'll take care of it. Thank we'll you. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. Thank you all for joining me on my first podcast blind date. Be sure to check out Mel's podcast blind date episode in two weeks. I wonder how her date is going to go. Hmm. Tune in. As always, you can find us on all the podcasting platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as Instagram and YouTube. We are Asian Boss Girl. Subscribe, follow, and if you like what you hear, leave us a rating, a review. We really appreciate those. A comment and share this episode with a friend. For links and codes to partners mentioned in today's podcast, go to our show notes or head to our website for more special discounts. And if you'd like to support us through monthly donations to help keep this podcast running, you can do so at anchor.fm slash support or buy some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. We have a couple of shout outs today. Wishing a very happy 26th birthday to Nyung in Dubai. Your friend Eddie is thinking of you from Perth, Australia. Hi, this is Helen, aka Cupid, and I am jumping in with a shout out. This message is to Jenny from your friend Judy. She says, happy birthday, Jenny. Hope you have the most amazing day, and I'm so excited to celebrate your wedding with you next month. If you have someone you'd like to give a shout out to, and you know they listen to our podcast every Thursday, feel free to email shoutouts at asianbossgirl.com. That's shoutouts with an S, and we'll give them a shout out. We hope you enjoyed listening into this exclusive first holiday with Janet and Jeff. And we hope you are also able to connect with friends or blind dates in a safe way this holiday season. Now that you've reached the end of this podcast, head over to our YouTube channel where we've put together a special video clip of this holiday with Janet and Jeff. You can see their faces and reactions. Search Asian Boss Girl on YouTube. Last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all of her magic on our episodes, including this one. Catch you all on the next episode.